Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Adam Shine Podcast. Ah, yes, episode 86 of the Adam Shine Podcast. And, well, do we have a treat for you. Aaron Rodgers is the featured guest on the Adam Shine Podcast. And, you know, for the Adam Shine Podcast enthusiasts, for those scoring at home, this, in 86 episodes, is the first time we've ever repeated a guest. It's an annual guest, apparently, and we love it. With Aaron Rodgers, second time he's been on the podcast to talk about why he should be the NFL MVP. We had him on last year at this time with one week to go in the regular season, and Aaron, nice enough to join us this year and why he should unequivocally be the NFL MVP. So it's an incredible interview. He says a lot about a lot of things. You know, it was a fascinating race throughout the course of the season. Rodgers has distanced himself from all competition. Right now as a voter, here's my mindset. Rodgers MVP, Cooper Cup over Jonathan Taylor. That's still going to be determined by Week 18, but Cooper Cup for Offensive Player of the Year. T.J. Watt for the Defensive Player of the Year. Micah Parsons for the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Jamar Chase for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. And assuming that Tennessee beats Houston, Mike Vrabel for the NFL Coach of the Year. Here he is, our guy, Aaron Rodgers, on the other side of the Adam Shine Podcast. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes Cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid and I absolutely love this game. 
Every week, we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, include it with most subscriptions. Featured guest, as promised, on the Adam Shine podcast. He's getting my vote for NFL MVP. My guy from the Green Bay Packers, the great Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, how are you? Good, Adam. Thanks for having me on, buddy. It is so great to have you back on the podcast. Always appreciate you coming on the SiriusXM show as well. And, you know, I got a lot of stats. I got a lot of numbers. I got a lot of thoughts on why you should be the NFL MVP this year. But I do feel compelled to start with this on the season. I think this is the greatest season you've ever had. And there are some numbers, and I'm going to give them to you eventually during the course of this interview, why 2021 was better than 2020 or 2014 or 2011. But are you cool and comfortable if I call this the greatest season of your career? Yeah, I am. I mean, I feel, I feel, uh, feel good about the way I played and the way we've progressed. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm most proud of the the opportunity to lead that I've been given by the squad. I mean, I never would have imagined back in, you know, even 2011 when I was winning MVP that I would be called upon for vocal leadership in this way. And I'm just so uh, thankful and appreciative to, to have that voice to be called upon to set the uh, direction and the focus and the positivity uh, in the locker room. And that's, it's super meaningful to me. And also, you know, off the field, there's been a lot of adversity starting, you know, w- way back, uh, you know, even before the draft. And I'm proud of, uh, you know, the opportunities I've had to face, to face those things down, the courage to stand up for what I believe in and, and then to be able to compartmentalize all of it and go out and play for my teammates at a really high level. Let me hit on a couple of things you just said, because I think that's a pretty intelligent and a pretty deep answer. Leadership. I love that, because we don't always see that. Get, not not for you, per se, but in the locker room and, and practice and what you do behind the scenes, because that, to me, is part of it when it comes to value. Take us through that in terms of evolution as a leader and putting the stamp on that 2021 season and the 2021 Green Bay Packers from a leadership perspective. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the best leadership is authentic, and it doesn't have to be out in the, in the open all the time, you know. I, I feel like I've, you know, seen uh, certain guys when you're playing uh, – on the, you know Sunday night football, Monday night football, they're amped up a little bit more. There, there's more conversation. There's more talk. There's more bravado. And I think the best leaders, you know, are are pretty consistent day to day, and and also, uh, you know, pour into their teammates and get to know them and 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 what makes them tick. And I've always enjoyed that part of leadership the most. Uh, but back in 2011, Charles Woodson was on the team, and most respected guy in the locker room. Sure. Uh, and and he was the guy, you know, you need somebody to say something, hey, Wood, you know, you're up. And, and he was amazing. And, you know, Mercedes is a fantastic leader we got on our team. And, and Devontae Adams is, is great. And Preston Smith. And for whatever reason, they, you know, they, they like hearing from me. So I've been given the opportunity to speak very often after the games. And I, I relish that opportunity. I love it. I mean, it's all kind of off the hip. I mean, I keep thinking every speech will be kind of my last one, and then Matt will move on to somebody else. But sure enough, you know, you, you, all right, 12, you got it. <laughs> and so I just got to try and bring something in the moment that, that might be meaningful to the guys. And I, I love it. I appreciate it. And, 
and that's what it's all about. This game is 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 you know so much is about the the numbers and the wins and losses, but in 20 years it ain't about any of that stuff. It's about the relationships and the opportunity to to be the guy here again this year and and to to make even more new and meaningful relationships and some of the older ones even stronger is such a special part of this game that that uh, guys that have played it and retired uh, talk about what they miss the most is the locker room and the joking around and the plane flights and the hotel and and spending time outside the facility together and then the the meaningful conversations inside the locker room and inside the facility and I'm just thankful to to have a chance to to use my voice to try and inspire my teammates each week. It's great stuff. Now, I referenced some of those numbers. Completions per game, this is a better season than any of your other three MVP campaigns. Games, and this is an unreal stat, with two or more touchdowns and zero interceptions, you have 12 this year, more than the other three MVP seasons. Interceptions on the season, still have another game to play. You only threw four this year, only two after week number one. You threw five last year, five in 2014, six in 2011. Of those stats I gave you, is there one that's more meaningful for you, one that's more surprising, one that you think tells maybe more of the story of the success you've had this season? I mean, I like not not just interceptions, but I like total turnovers to me. That's that's really important. You know, every week we talk about the focus of the week and what we got to do to win, and it always starts with 100% ball security. And that falls on me first and foremost because I touch the ball every single play. Um, and – you know, through 15 games that I've played, to only turn it over four times. You know, I've put the ball on the ground really just once and, and ended up getting it back. Um, but that to me is the most important thing because I have a direct impact on our chances and win the game the way I take care of the football. And, uh, you know, to to only have four turnovers is something I take a lot of pride in. And, and, and it's not like I'm out there – you know, trying to trying to dink and dunk and and be conservative. You know, we take shots down the field. You know, we yeah. we we throw the ball down the field. We take shots. We throw contested balls, and it, it takes. You know, obviously your guys coming down with those plays and giving you the confidence to put the ball in certain spots. And obviously, 17 is in the world all by himself. He's been un- unbelievable. But the most important way I can impact the game, uh, you know, is taking care of the football, and that's always been a part of my game and, and something I'm really proud of, and, and especially this year because I started the year with, you know, two picks, and I got two turnovers in one game, and the last 14 I've played, you know, I've only had two as well. So I'm I'm really proud of that part. How about what you've done since week 11? You know, sometimes I think, you know, Steph Curry, three-point shooter, you could say, all right, an athlete's in a zone. Feel like you're in one of those rarefied air zones. I go back to that Atlanta playoff game you had. feels like a lifetime ago. That, to me, was the ultimate Aaron Rodgers zone kind of game. But since week 11, you've completed 72% of your passes, averaging 299 pass yards per game. And again, you guys chuck it around, as you said. 18 touchdowns, zero interceptions. How would you characterize the zone you've been in since week number 11? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would say it's, it's a zone uh, for sure. And, and you find that rhythm in, inside a game sometimes where you're kind of in that flow state as, as the, you know, the, the sports psychology talk uh, refers to it. But it's that zone uh, that you've heard high-level athletes talk about before and it's it's it really is a special place to to be and i've felt more more times especially during this run we've been on lately 
that it's been early. A lot of times it takes, you know, maybe second quarter, third quarter, you feel something and you just kind of get so locked in. But I've been, I really feel like from the start, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to really be in that mindset. I give credit to Matt because Matt's done a really nice job of, of tailoring, you know, some of these plans uh, to paring it down in, in a way that I think has really helped us because I haven't been able to practice for the majority of the last six weeks. Right. So the conversations between him and I have been super important to us being on the same page about what I feel good about and what I don't. Because I think as most West Coast quarterbacks, and really a lot of people in general, we're rep guys. You know, we, we need those reps in practice to get that mental picture in our mind, to get that positive feeling about a play or a concept uh, to go out there and execute it. And, and I just haven't had the opportunity to take a lot of reps. So the onus has been way up on the walk-through reps, on the jog-through reps, uh, on the Saturday stuff I've been doing. And I think the way that Matt and the staff has, has really come together and found specific concepts that we just love, that we don't need the reps in, that we feel good about, has really allowed us to play fast and play efficient. And then, you know, as I've been, you know, playing at high level, you got to look at 17, the way he's played the last six weeks as well. He's been absolutely fantastic. And, and he's, you know, he's such a huge part of what we're doing. Um, but my job is just get him the ball and get out the way. Well, and it's interesting in that answer. I love how you mentioned coach and you mentioned 17 because to me, they're part of this, right? And it's a an individual award and you guys are going to be the one seed home field advantage throughout goes through Lambeau, which is phenomenal. And I think it's going to be difference making this time around 17 is all world and he's superb. And I love the word choice you've been using throughout in describing him, which which is pretty special. What has stood out this year with the chemistry? Because just watching it, Aaron, that that's the thing that's just so magical, if you will. I mean, I know it's not just pitch and catch on game day. How do you guys execute at this high level all the time? Well, how do we communicate a lot? I mean, we will text each other at night when we're watching film or thinking about something. I might wake up, you know, on Sunday morning and – find him at his locker before the game and say, Hey, I had, you know, a dream or an idea last night, or I was laying in bed and thinking about this, you know, what if we tried this today? And he does the same thing. He'll be like, Hey, I was looking at something last night that that we did back in 2017. And remember this play, what if we, you know, get this situation today? What do you think about this? And I'm always like, yeah, because I know if 17 likes it, that he's going to get open. He just, you know it. So there's been so many of those conversations that have happened this year that, that have allowed us to be on the same page, and I love it. I mean, he's an extension of me out there um, in the way that he thinks like a quarterback. He understands the timing. He understands when to, when to get his head back. He understands how much time he has to get open on certain routes and kind of what spot he's got to get to in order to get the ball. And and then we've just been really hitting. You know, we've, we've he catches the ball so well. You know, he's – he makes the most of every opportunity. I mean, then some of the plays that don't get a lot of pub are some of the greatest ones. I threw him a, an in route last week, and the ball was tipped by Anthony near the line of scrimmage, and I don't know how he caught it. I mean, he, like, behind his body, went back and grabbed it and, and still gets another five or six yak on the play. And it's just, like, little things like that. I mean, him with late eyes and late hands on a couple of the back shoulder stuff, late hands on the, the inside fade down the sideline. He just things just – without even thinking about it now. And that's when it gets scary. I think uh, scary special is 
when this becomes such muscle memory for him that he's not even thinking about laid hands, he's not even thinking about the setup to his routes, and and that's when you know you've, you're working with a master class, and that's that's what he is at receiver. I mentioned best season of your career, in my opinion, and and you agreed on that. Winning a fourth MVP, I mean that's that's rarefied air. What would that mean to you on a personal and professional level? It'd be it'd be really special, no doubt. Uh, obviously, Peyton's won five. There's a few of us who've won three. Um, the accolades are special. Winning the championship is definitely more special. But with the adversity that that I feel like I've been allowed to go through, and I mean allowed because I really, you know, I really do think that when you face down adversity and you and you face down problems, that's the quickest way to growth. And it, and it also highlights aspects of your character. And I've been able to show my teammates and the organization and, and the fan base I think a little bit more about who I am this year, and I appreciate that. The response from the fans has been amazing. Yeah. The organization and I, the conversations we've had, we're in a way different place than we've ever been, and I'm really appreciative of Brian and uh, and him. You know, him and I both coming together and finding common ground and having great conversations, and and Russ and Mark. Um, it's been it's been a really enjoyable year from that standpoint. And then obviously the adversity uh, with my vaccination status, um, I'm thankful for the opportunity, uh, you know, to have a platform to talk about it and thankful for, uh, you know, the support from my loved ones and the silent majority to give me the courage to stand up for what I believe in, uh, even if it's an unpopular opinion with uh, certain people uh, in the media, certain people in life. Uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity to uh uh, to to speak uh, what is my truth and 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 in the midst of all that to go out on the field on Sundays and be able to play at a high level where my teammates are counting on me the organization's counting on me the fan base is pulling for me there's no greater feeling than that uh, take all the off season off the field stuff out of it to be able to go out and execute at a high level for your guys who expect it it's one of the greatest satisfactions that you can have in this profession. Well, let's piggyback off a couple of those things, what you just said. And you mentioned the offseason, and you mentioned Brian, and you mentioned Mark. I mean, look, it's it wasn't pretty. And, you know, we go back to the draft and my whole take on it, obviously. And we've discussed that before. And, you know, I certainly was on Team Aaron there. But it feels like, and you just referenced it, so I want you to be specific, it feels like it's it's changed. It's evolved. You've had meaningful discussions. The team has made some strong pickups. So take us through some of those conversations, maybe how that has either helped your play, where you're able to go out and focus on football, and also has it changed your perspective on maybe the grass isn't greener on the other side and your future with the Green Bay Packers? Adam, the grass is greener where you water it. I really, I really believe that. And, you know, that's an adage to dissuade people from going out and taking risks and chances. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, where you spend your time and energy and what you choose to water will always be the greenest part of your life. And I decided, you know, when I came back that I was going to be all in with the team and all in to, to see things move forward to a better place. And that's what the conversations were about, you know, during the off season was about being a part of uh, those conversations that impact my ability to do my job. And and I, 
you know, from one of the first days Brian and I sat down and got on the same page, and it's been it's been a really nice fall and winter. I appreciate, uh, you know, uh, his approach, how it's been, and it's been very meaningful to me. So I'm thankful for, for that relationship uh, where it's at at this point, and that's made uh, – you know, made my life uh, that much more enjoyable. So I, I, I got to give Brian um, a lot of credit for, uh, you know, for meeting me in the middle. Well, that's pretty great. And, you know, it's interesting. Here we are, and we have this interview scheduled, and it's about the MVP. And, you know, you have one of the 50 voters, you know, I've been calling him Scrub on, on radio all day, Hub Arkis saying that, you know, he's not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers, considers Aaron Rodgers to be a a jerk, the worst guy in, in the NFL, decided in the offseason because of the offseason drama that this was going to be the case, which I just think wrong on so many levels, bringing personal feelings into it and not even counting what the hell is going on on the field. I mean, you know, I said on record, I, I hope he's stripped of his vote. What was your reaction? Because I was incensed and went bonkers when I saw those quotes. I mean, I, I, I honestly expected there to be some people like this. I didn't expect anybody to actually go public with that because I just, I don't know why you would, you know, want to commit what seems to be uh, a little bit of a career assassination by admitting that uh, your bias is against me, uh, which I think involves not just the fact that he lives in Chicago and covers, you know, that team and our record against them over the years. Uh, Maybe what I said about owning them down there made a factor, but to to talk about the offseason, that to me is so convoluted. It's obvious what his problem is. His problem is that I'm not vaccinated and that he can't possibly vote for somebody who's not vaccinated because he's pushing the same narrative that other people in the media uh, have wanted to push. So like I said in my interview uh, just a little bit ago, I think he's a bum. And and I, I don't want to spend any extra time talking about him. That's too bad that that's, uh, that's his opinion, but it's his opinion, um, albeit – uh, he should have came out and just said, you know, I'm not voting for, for Aaron because he's unvaccinated. And to which I just said, if that's the case, then let's just add an extra letter uh, to MVP and make it the most valuable vaccinated player. That's, <laughs> that's what you want it to be. Um, because that's obviously his problem with me. He doesn't have, I mean, he doesn't know me. I mean, you tell, you, you're calling me out of the 2,100 NFL guys the, the biggest jerk in the league and an overall bad guy. You don't know me. I've never met the dude. And up until yesterday, I had no idea who he was, like probably most people who cover sports. So, you know, this is about one thing and one thing alone. He's trying to kind of hide it behind this idea that I'm like, you know, that I had did detrimental, you know, stuff to the fan base and to my teammates. Um, but, yeah, he, you know, guys like that unfortunately have uh, – uh, have votes about uh, awards that you know affect people's lives and and money and legacy, and that's uh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's it's awful. And you know, it's interesting going back to the original interview that you did with Pat McAfee on Sirius XM on Mandalay Sports Radio with Pat, AJ, the boys, and Pat joked at the end of it, "You know, you're never going to win another MVP," and you laughed, and it was a funny exchange. And I was incensed watching it. Because, you know, I say this as a voter, right? You know, and someone who gives sports opinions, that's literally my livelihood. Listen, I love you. I I really value our relationship. 
there are things the way you handled it having nothing to do with the vaccine that I disagreed with you on. Next sentence is the greatest year of your career, and I'm voting you for MVP. I mean, how the hell is this possible that feelings, positive or negative, should factor into whether or not someone's going to be an MVP? Well, Adam, because it's a, it's a triggered society now, and it's a society of, uh, of uh, victimhood and cancel culture. And to your point, like, I've known you for a while. I have a lot of respect for you. We're definitely friendly. But, yeah, we're not going to agree on everything. And I respect your opinion, just like I respect everybody's opinion, even that bum who said that stuff about me. I mean, that's, that's what makes this country or used to make this country great was the freedom of speech, the freedom to have an opinion, to state that opinion, and then to have debate about it. But the problem with this issue, especially around vaccination, is there's one opinion that matters. And if you're on board with that, you can live a normal life. If you're not, then like Kyrie Irving and Cole Beasley and other people and myself and Novak Djokovic now in Australia, like you're, you become a pariah. And so I'm just saying, just admit it, because that's, that's what it's all about. But if it's about MVP and, and who's the most valuable player on the field, then then obviously you know how, how I feel about that. But, look, the, this country was built on diversity, different opinions, uh, and that's what made it great. And, unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. Um, so you have to admit that's part of it. And when Pat said on the show, shit, I agree with it. Yeah, said, yeah you're probably right. You're and, probably and, right. and when you agreed with it, I'm, I found myself just screaming at the radio. I'm like, Oh, shoot, you guys might be right. And that's just absolutely freaking wrong. Yeah, well, I made it hard on them, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll leave, you, I'll leave you with this, because I know you can visualize. Because I, I could see this, you know, NFL honors, you win the MVP on a Saturday night. Packers in the Super Bowl, Los Angeles, California. Can you visualize what that would be like, MVP, Lombardi Trophy, consecutive days coming up in February? Yeah, it'd be top of the mountain moment for sure. It'd be really, really special. Uh, the first time around we won the Super Bowl, it seems like a blur. And you're just so excited to be there and so much is going on. I'd love to get back there and enjoy the week and savor each of those moments and and dream about being on that podium again and holding Lombardi. Uh, there'd be there'd be nothing more special than that. This time around, playing at Lambeau Field, you feel like this will be a significant advantage. The way you guys maybe learn from last year, or looking at the roster configuration, or guys who could potentially return, you feel like that would be different this time around. Different feel for the Packers. I mean, I hope so. I really do. I think it's going to make a difference having our fans in the stands and and maybe a, a real cold weather game as we saw the other night against Minnesota. The cold is definitely an advantage for us. So we're hoping for, for that situation. And then we just got to execute better. We've been in the situation a number of times the last couple of years. We, we've been in this in, in the NFC Championship. We got to get back there and, and handle our business uh, to move on to the ultimate uh, opportunity. All right, final question for you, because I love when Eli was uh, joking with you on the Manning cast about the toe. No one's buying it. Now, we know there's something. I mean, you, you obviously said it, and you took the, the shoe and the sock off on the Zoom. So what can you tell us about the toe and the plan for week number 18? The plan is to play, and the toe is feeling good. 
this could be the first week that I could practice uh, twice in the same week since uh, uh, the Arizona week. So that's exciting. You know, a fracture, even a displaced fracture, you know, six to eight weeks is kind of the general timeline. So we've gotten, obviously there's been a couple of setbacks, but we've gotten to that point and uh, the x-rays are looking better, uh, especially the last couple of weeks, and I feel really good. So I'm excited about uh, being uh, being 100% for the playoffs. I feel like I could be uh, close to that this weekend, and then the week off will definitely help. Aaron, always appreciate it. And listen, it has been a tremendous season for you, for the Green Bay Packers. You know, getting that one seed, that goes a long way in terms of MVP as well. Continued success the rest of this year, calendar year, into the playoffs and the Super Bowl. And I I think it's going to be a a special, special weekend coming up in Los Angeles. Things go the way I think it's going to go this postseason. Always appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks a lot, Adam. Appreciate you, buddy. You got it. Aaron Rodgers, of course, with us on the Adam Shine podcast. This is Renee Paquette, and I'm here to let the world know that there's a new tag team in the world of combat sports. Misha Cupcake Tate and I are coming to you every Monday on Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. Not only can you hear us live on Monday from 2 to 5 Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156, but Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is available in podcast form, so you can hear the best segments and interviews from the show. So subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. Thank you for listening to another incredible episode of the Adam Shine Podcast. Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. Thanks to our listeners on SiriusXM. Thanks to our listeners on Pandora, our listeners on Apple Podcasts, and with Stitcher. We record the Adam Shine Podcast all year round. So please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You can always catch me every weekday on my SiriusXM radio show, Shine on Sports, which airs from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. The Adam Shine Podcast is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer of the Adam Shine Podcast, the great Bob Stew. The associate producers, Chris Tyler and Andrew Emmer. Sound designed by my guy, Robert Moore. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. And special thanks to SiriusXM Senior, Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the iconic Steve Cohen. Sirius XM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.